Hello, amazing Life Changes Church, and welcome to church. It is my absolute privilege to be preaching today. But before I just jump on, how good was my wife last week? Seriously, seriously. So beautiful, but so good. And uh, Amay is very, very proud of her. Lots happening in our world and lots happening in our church. I do want to call your attention. I know Gabe and Fee have done it, but I want to tell you, Monday night, Marriage Monday, the sex edition is going to be the bomb. I'm super excited. We just want to encourage marriages, encourage good theology for marriages, and encourage good conversations to take our marriages into the more. And so I'm highly advising that it's not for singles. It is for married couples. And here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. It's a win-win. Maybe say, well, we don't need it. If you go to your wife and you say, why don't we take this 45 minutes out on a Monday night and invest in our marriage? You score points anyway, even if we're really not good. But if you come... I trust and I believe you'll be encouraged and you'll be strengthened. Your marriage will find fresh life and vigor for its run ahead. So come and join us Monday night, 7.30 on all the platforms. But today, today we start a new six-week series called Hashtag Blessed, if you didn't notice on the screens behind me. And we are super, super excited. Before I run on to any visitors watching today, maybe you don't know our community, maybe you don't know me. My name is Mark, and I'm married to the amazing Candice. I have the privilege of being one of the leaders in this incredible church, and we have a whole bunch of fun doing it. That being said, new series. No, this is not a series about financial prosperity alone, although that partly is part of what God promises us, but it's a much bigger promise It's a promise that's greater than any challenge or trial. It's greater than recessions, and it's greater than boom times. It's it's greater than pandemics, and it's greater when when, when times are great. It's just greater. It's a promise that has stood for 3,000 years. And so it's a promise we get because we are blessed in Christ. Because of Christ, it's all because of Jesus. So it's so good. Stay with me. Earlier this year, lockdown around the world, and a song came out onto YouTube, The Blessing. And all of a sudden, you saw everyone and their dog was doing a cover version of the song. The English were doing it. The Americans were doing it. The French, the Germans, everyone was doing it. Some of them had different languages. Some were good. Some were bad. Some were in key. Some weren't. Such is life. My kids were doing cover versions. At Hoppers 5 in the morning, Ben would walk around singing, Amen, head loud, going for it. Because the song gripped not just the Christian world, but I had friends who aren't in church sharing this blessing online. It was only launched on the 20th of March, 2020. Now, it was either the genius, marketing genius of um, this amazing church, Elevation Church, or it was the inspiration of the Spirit of God to bring back a promise, a promise of blessing. 3,000 years after it was originally given. Just on that song, number two in Christian sales, and right up there on all-time sales during lockdown, the amazing thing, it's 3,000 years old. 3,000 years old. How many 3,000-year-old songs do you know go to the top of the charts every year? Maybe aside from Mariah Carey's Christmas Numbers and Elton John Candle in the Wind. There's only the blessing, and it's the most remarkable thing Because it's a freedom song of these ex-slaves who've been released from slavery and they're on a journey into the Middle Eastern wilderness. And that's what the song's about. So the setting is quite amazing in the book of Numbers. 
Moses has led God's people out of slavery. They've spent a year at Mount Sinai receiving from God, God speaking, and now they are being sent out. And in the book of Numbers, it's laying out at the beginning, first few chapters, about how they should live their lives. What does it look like? The, the rules for the tribes. Chapter 5 and 6, just the rules for purity. I mean, that sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Let's come, the rules for purity. And it's all the stuff that they need to do, these things they need to put in place, what it looks like for the Levites to be separated and all the different tribes to find their place. And Judah goes forward and the presence of God in the middle. But at the end of chapter 6, just before the big transition into the journey into the wilderness, God speaks. Actually, he doesn't speak. He trumpets. He speaks to his man, Moses. He says, Moses, I want you to get Aaron and all his sons and all the priests and all the ministers every day to pray this blessing over my people. Yeah, they're going to be in the wilderness. Yes, they're going to face challenge and trial. Yes, even it's entering into the promised land that I have promised them and I have for them. There are going to be challenges. But God does an amazing thing and he reveals himself in this great promise to his people. Again, he shows his hand to his people. So this is a new series based on the ironic, not ironic, the ironic blessing, which is found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. And it goes like this. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. See, in our modern world and Western world, we don't know the power of a blessing. But they understood the power of blessing in that culture, in that Hebraic culture, in the, in the Israeli culture, in the Jewish culture of our times. They understand blessing. I saw blessing displayed once in the most spectacular way. A friend of mine was getting married and on the Friday night just before the wedding, we got the message, the wedding's off. He got cold feet. He didn't feel worthy of this beautiful bride that he was being given. And a year later, the date was set again. We came to the most amazing chapel and all his friends and we were all excited because there had been this year delay. I mean, you want to hear of a build-up for a wedding? And I was the worship guy. I sang the songs at the front. And we, next minute, they're about to do the vows. And you saw my mate's blood just drain from his face. What? I remember Rory Dye saying, come with me. And he ushered the, 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 the groom out, his best man out, and the father-in-law out. And they went to have a conversation. I thought, oh, this is not going to go well. And guess what I had to do? I had to get up and play guitar in this awkward silence. Tink, 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 tink. And yet, Rory told me how it played out outside. I mean, to be honest, I was expecting this father-in-law or future father-in-law to just be spitting mad at the embarrassment of his daughter. But that's not how it played out. He decided to bless my friend. And outside, Rory was talking to my friend Mark, and, and he was navigating him through the emotions and the anxieties. And next minute, a friend of mine named Lex Stewart man who had quite a few daughters and one son, he reached over, he grabbed Mark. He said, today you become my son. And he kissed him on his forehead. 
And it was like that blessing of a father dropped deep inside of his soul. Now, years later, that amazing couple have many children, lots of life and good stories behind them, and doing really, really well. But it was a blessing that opened up the favor of God. And we, you see, we don't fully get it, but Hebrew culture and Jewish people understand the power of blessings. Jewish people actually believe that blessings are a portal to the infinite, that blessings, and in the Torah, it's seen as blessings are a conduit for spiritual and physical potential. God blessed Adam and Eve. And Abraham was called to be a blessing to his descendants. And Jacob steals the blessing from his brother. And you start seeing the importance of this thing of a blessing. And the Talmud even states to the Jewish people that a hundred times a day you must pray your blessings. Because your blessings kick you into thankfulness, into an attitude of gratefulness. They, they're inspired and in that there is more blessing and favor in your life. They do that as a culture. They do that as a religion. And often in the Western church, we don't understand the power of blessing. Tell me, be honest. Sometimes we elevate the power of curses, which are the opposite of blessings. We spend so much time on curses and generational curses that we forget the power of blessing. So this series is about that. But it's a bit more than that because it's a blessing that gets passed down to us. And you would see, even in Orthodox Judaism, they'll still pray, it's called a Nesayet Kapayim. And what happens is the priests will wash their hands and they will worship. And then they will turn around and they'll raise out their palms of their hands facing downwards, their fingers touching, and they will pray a blessing over the people. This blessing, the blessing from Numbers five, 6. 3,000 years old, they'll pray it over the people. And the people so have an expectation of the glory of God to be revealed as His glory shines through the fingers of the priest. They close their eyes in honor of God and His presence. So what is a blessing? Seriously. Yeah, we say it all the time, but I want to ask you, have you ever known what it is to be truly blessed? See, Christians do it and they say it all the time. Yeah, someone leaves, ah, be blessed. Someone does sneezes in a room, bless you. Someone does really well, oh, gee, that, what a blessing. You get a baby, you get, you, know, you get a blessing. And the challenges, the true meaning of the word, these are not just words. They're not just something fluffy to make people feel good. It is a blessing. It is a believing and not a verbal tap dance that pulls us into some kind of performance. It is so much more. It's not something gritted, ah, bless you, brother. No, it's so much more. Hashtag blessed. So the song comes in the middle of lockdown and the world goes, wow. See, the challenges for so many years, the hashtag blessed was almost scorned on any social media. And it probably still is. Maybe for right reasons, because it started to hashtag blessed. I've got the Mercedes in the car. I've got the beautiful wife. I've got the kids and I've got the great teeth. So I am hashtag blessed. No, where does that align to scripture? Where does that say, well, there is blessing in the kingdom of God? Sure. And it seems that blessed, there are these two chasms and, and kind of cliffs on which it stands. Number one, the cliff where it's something incredibly deep and meaningful. It's almost too meaningful for most to grasp, but it has great expectation attached. So we speak and preach about the story of Jacob and Esau and Jacob stealing his brother's blessing. And we kind of go, well, can't he just get it back? And the father denies him. You go, well, I mean, it was just the blessing of a dad. No, in that culture, 
in that understanding of blessing and God's chosen people at that time walking, they understood it was the power of fertility, it was the power of well-being. It was a future established in the blessing that came from a father. So on one hand, you've got blessing being this very big thing. On the other hand, it's, well, just a greeting. Even in the Bible, it's something that lacks substance. You see that Ruth and Boaz, in the book of Ruth, Boaz comes in the fields and he goes and he greets everyone in the field, just the good man Boaz. The Lord bless you, just like a greeting for the day. Do you do that? Walk into your office. The Lord bless you and you and you over there. Well, sometimes these points are made down. I want to make three simple points from the priestly blessing of Numbers chapter 6 today. God was making, I believe, many points, but I want to highlight three points for us today that God was making. First of all, point number one, all blessing has a source. Not a source like Mrs. Bald's chutneys, a source like the place from which it dwells. S-O-U-R-C-E, just helping out some of the brothers in the crowd. But God's people learned this. As God ushered them on a journey into the desert, they realized that God was their source, that He would always be their source. And how do I know that? Well, He brought water from a rock. He brought food from heaven and skies and dropped it in their lap. And every time they doubted, He would reveal Himself that I am the source of your blessing and I am jealous for your affections. See, from the very first chapter to the very last chapter, of the Bible. It's about blessings pronounced, blessings promised, blessings poured out, blessings anticipated, blessings expected, blessings disappointed. And it's all these stories laid out. And then in Numbers chapter 6, we see this great concept that it was God who initiated. It was God who initiated the idea, I'm going to bless my people. I'm going to spend Numbers chapter 5 and Numbers chapter 6 speaking to them about purity in the camp. But then, I'm going to initiate a blessing. And here's the amazing thing about the blessing. It's he wanted to make it very, very, very clear. The Father in heaven, that he was the source of all blessing. He said, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And you know what's not in the blessing prayer? What you can do. It just says the Lord's gonna do it all. You wanna know what grace is? It's there in the prayer. You can't do anything. Your only job is to receive it. It's your only job. Why? Because he's the source and he pours it out and God is the source of every blessing in our lives and he is fully, fully engaged in our stories at this time if we will trust him and allow him to be the source of life and blessing. But that leads us into point number two, that every blessing has to have substance and the blessing in our lives, God is the substance of the blessing. How cool is that? Blessing has a substance. And I wanna tell you that experiencing God's blessing is just not a fluffy feeling. It's not merely getting good things from God. It's the essence of being blessed by God is getting more of God. It's the incredible apostles prayer from Ephesians. I pray that you would know him, that the more and more and more and more of him the blessing, the substance of the blessing is more of God. And there has to be this revelation in our lives that lands that anything and everything that God blesses us and good that emerges in our lives is from the action and the initiative of a great God. Oh, Mark, but what about 2020? And what about the challenges? And what about coronavirus? Now, I want to tell you, he's in the details and he is the substance. 
And when you understand that diminishing bank accounts doesn't mean you aren't blessed, but an increasing revelation of God and His presence in your life means you are. Oh, everything changes. Everything changes. And since more of God is the substance of blessing, whenever we ask Him to bless us, what we are asking and what we're inviting Him is saying, God, pervade all the ordinary aspects of our lives. Come into every part. Come into the darkest parts, the lightest parts, the best parts, the little parts. But then it's an invitation to more than just be there. It's an invitation to say, God, I'm not inviting you just to come and look and see. I'm inviting you in to discard some things, to disrupt some things, to change some things, and to bring your glory in my life because the greatest blessing is your presence in every aspect of my life. It's laying down some agendas and receiving the blessing of God. You can't hold on some of the blessings of this earth and fully receive the blessings of God. I love the scripture in Romans 12 that our Father has a will for us that is good, perfect, and pleasing, which means there's blessings in Him if I would trust Him. So the caveat to that that comes just before is you've got to lay down some things. Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed, the renewing of your mind, and then you will know you will be able to test and approve what his will is, his good, perfectly and pleasing will. See, there's some laying down some stuff so you can take a hold of the blessings of God. Mark, even 2020, I'm telling you, blessed even in the worst of times. Yes, especially in the worst of times. See, the blessing was his presence in the middle of it. The blessing was that in the middle of that desert and all their trials and all their challenges and everything those people faced, every day the priest would get up and pray a blessing over the people. And it's the same today, except the priest has changed. The priest is seated on his throne and he is praying a blessing over you every day. Say, I want into your story. Hashtag blessed. So much more when we start digging just a little bit deeper. Just a little bit deeper. See, we call ourselves hashtag blessed. And what it means is that we're experiencing more of the presence of God. So what is this blessing? Well, first and foremost, it's Him doing everything. And we're just doing the receiving. And let's be honest. Some of us squirm at receiving. Why? Because we think we've got to earn it. Or we think we've got to pay it back. When someone gives you a gift, you go, oh, shucks, now I have to give them a gift. Well, you're buying into an economy. You're buying into the goodness of God, His kingdom of heaven story that's breaking into your life and the smallness of a story. And it breaks open the ceiling and says, I want you to live blessed daily, every day, which is more of your Father in your story, every detail. So will you receive the blessing? I've given gifts to people and I've received gifts and I can see the awkwardness and discomfort of now receiving a gift. And I'm telling you, it's the same with God. Some of us so have a revelation and an understanding that God is this judge on a throne that if He were to do anything good from us, He's going to expect so much from us. And He says in this blessing, He's telling you, He's done it all. He's doing it all. And He will do it all if you will trust Him. Oh, God, you are good. So let's go quickly through this blessing because we're going to take the next five weeks to look at it. The Lord bless you, which means the Lord constantly bring you into His goodness in your life. Secondly, the Lord bless you and keep you, that He is your protector, your guide, your God. It's this blessing and the knowledge that He will keep you. The Lord 
keep you from for safekeeping at this time. The Lord bless you and keep you. Who? You. Not someone else. Stop praying this prayer for someone else but not receiving it for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. God make his face shine upon you. There's nothing quite like the face of God. There's nothing like the glory of God. Moses understood this. And as he passed that prayer to Aaron, he would have been one who understood what it was to seek the face of God. To have that glory shine upon us. And if you don't have an appetite for, for the glory of God in your life, I want to encourage you and call you into that space and say, that's what it means. It's God's grace and glory pouring out. And then it says, the Lord be gracious unto you. Oh, the gracious love of God. Gracious means the flow of love. There's this constant flow of God's grace that pours upon my life. And it says His activity in creating His good in my life, constantly working the goodness and the gracious flow of God upon our lives. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you, which means literally that he would turn his face towards you. He would turn his face to you. He would look. He would look right at you personally. Oh, but I don't want God to look at me. I remember being a young man at church and dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And like, I don't want that guy to see me. You sometimes felt like if God would see like he couldn't see anyway. But the promise of the blessing is God fixes his gaze upon you. And he sees you. How? Because of the righteousness of Christ. Not because of what you've done or how good you are, what you earned or what you deserve to receive. It's just because of Jesus. And it carries on. The Lord lift His countenance upon you and give you peace. Uh, people spending their life working for peace. One day I'm going to move to peace, a retirement village far away from the hustle and bustle of this world. Or the blessing. 3,000 years old, given to ex-slaves entering a wilderness, the blessing, I will give you peace in the wilderness. See, we're asking for an entire atmosphere of God's reality playing out in our lives, and it's spectacular. So this, this blessing reveals God's nature is good to people, and He protects them, that God delights over His people, and He responds to them. He speaks to them, that God is interested in His people. He's not some far off distant God. And number one, and most importantly, He initiates it. He wants it. He wants you. And you can have that right now. And lastly, my last point is this. Well, every blessing has a reason. And this blessing has a reason. And it's not what you think. See, most people think I get a blessing because I've been good. And kids learn it somehow that if I'm good, I get a blessing. And a blessing looks like a chocolate. And we grow up into adults thinking I'm going to get blessed by God in heaven. I'm going to get a better job. I'm going to have a great wife and life. Because why? Because I'm good. And it's a lie. That's not why it is. It's because God is good. And the reason is because God is not a Father Christmas pouring out gifts because God is a big story God. He had a big story in mind. He wants His children home. It's called salvation. It's called John 3.16. It's called the big meta-narrative of the gospel, which is about the saving grace of God. See, we enjoy God's blessing only because Jesus took the full measure of God's curse on the cross. 
Can I say that again? We enjoy God's blessing only because, say that with me, only because Jesus experienced the full measure of God's curse in our place on that cross. Oh, Mark, it's not Easter. Save that for Easter. No, it's for every day and every minute and every hour. Let me tell you the reason we get the blessing. We can be sure that God will keep us and protect us because when Christ was on that cross, He was not protected. We can be sure that and revel in the fact that God's face is turned towards us because as Christ stood, was on, hanging on that cross, His Father's face was turned away from Him. We can be sure that as He hung on that cross, God placed His countenance upon, that, that God will place His countenance upon us because as Jesus hung on that cross, He took all the guilt and shame and we got His robe of righteousness. You want to know what blessing is? It's called a robe of righteousness and it's placed upon your shoulders if you've received the grace of salvation in your life. And He is able to grant us peace only because all anger that was in the Father towards the sins that had been committed were exhausted upon Christ on that cross. Every blessing has a reason and the reason that you receive the blessing of God in your life, the number six Aaronic priestly blessing that's 3,000 years old and it resonates in your soul every time you heard it sung. It's because it's got nothing to do with you and you're not the reason. Jesus is the reason that we get blessed. Hebrews 10 puts it this way. Verse 10, And by that will, the will of the Father, to crush His Son, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Can you say that with me? Once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when this priest has offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he awaits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, say that with me, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are made, being made holy. You want hashtag blessed. Because of your holiness ability, you are hashtag blessed because of His holiness. You are blessed because anger was poured out on Him where you should have got it. You got the favor and countenance of God. You don't have protection because you deserve it. You have protection because He was not protected on that cross so that you could receive salvation. Thank you, Jesus. I'm pumped for what God wants to do with us and reveal to us at this time. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless us. He wants us to understand that blessing is so much more than material earthly things. It's deep down in our hearts. It's peace, 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 peace to you now. Peace, receive it. Peace from your Father in heaven. Peace paid for by the glorious Son. Can we close our eyes, please? So much more than just a good song that was a hit in lockdown. But a 3,000-year-old promise given by a good father to his people 
with his hands outstretched. The perfect blood of Jesus that never fails, pouring down, pouring down. Prayed over you every day by your perfect priest, Jesus. Every day, every hour, every moment, every time you fall, every time you stumble, every time you mess up, Jesus praying over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Life changes church and every person watching today. The Lord give you peace today. If you don't know Jesus and you haven't made a decision to make Him your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you, you cannot earn the blessings of the glorious Father. You just cannot do it. But He'll give it to you. Because He loves you already in your dirt and your shame. He loves you. He's just looking for you to turn. Right now, repent. Repent. Just say, Father, I'm turning to you. I repent and I receive the blessings that you pour out over your sons. Why? Because of Jesus. I want to tell you, hashtag blessed. God is the source. The three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The source. God is the substance of it all. And God is the reason that you are blessed. I'm so excited for what God wants to do with us. We're going to worship now and allow God's presence to invade your space, your heart, your life right now because He loves you and He's pouring His grace out upon you today.